0: You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here with Jessica Tanner and Heather Maloney on the Fundamental Fast Pitch podcast. This is episode 29, the next play after the air. Airs happen. Mental mistakes happen. They are, unfortunately, an unavoidable part of the game. Short your memory, helpful phrases. Girls, we have a lot of good self-talk points for this episode to help our players and our coaches get our players past the next play after an error. Heather, let's start with you. Do you have any helpful phrases or, you know, quick tips and trips for getting the younger players, uh, you know, past some of those unavoidable occurrences?
1: Yeah. Um, this is a, this is a really, really difficult, um, skill for a lot of players to develop. Um, I've come across and was one of those players that was just extremely, extremely hard on, the, on themselves and, um, you know, their, their own worst critic. Nobody could be harder on them than themselves. Um, so it's definitely something that um, has to be a learned skill uh, by by so many players. Um, you know, you come across a player that every, every now and then that they'll make a mistake or an error or something and they just, you know, whatever, roll on to the next play. It's no big deal. But there are so many players, especially as you get um, – to the more um, high level, you know, um, levels that are really, really difficult on or hard on the on themselves. So this is a very really difficult skill to to develop and to master. And um, for me, I there are some helpful phrases. For me, I never really kind of, I you know, those phrases never really helped me personally. But you know, um, some common ones are you know, flush it. You know, think about you know, you made a mistake. Think about flushing it down the toilet. Um, let it roll off your back like um, like a duck. Um, that was one, you know, if you think about how water beats up on a duck's back and it just rolls off. Um, or I heard one recently that was like, uh, let it roll off like sweat. Um, so those are kind of things that you can kind of visualize and think about. Um, it, it's, it can be helpful for some people, but not necessarily all. Um, for me, uh, self-talk. Self-talk is where, um, it really kind of hits home because so many players they yeah, make a mistake and they you know they say to themselves whether aloud or just in their heads you know they they talk down to themselves you know that was that was terrible but you suck you know that was a terrible play a bad decision terrible throw or whatever it is you know and that's that's no way to talk to yourself I mean ask yourself you know if when you're talking to yourself after a bad play or something that goes wrong you know if that was my best friend that made that mistake is would I tell them those things? Would I tell them that they suck or that was a terrible throw? Um, That's a, kind of a good uh gauge to see if, you know, if the the way you're talking to yourself is productive or if it's just super negative and leading you down the, the wrong path.
0: Right. And I'm glad you said that because the first thing that came to my mind as you were talking, Heather, was as a teammate, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, hey, like, who cares? Let's go. Like, it's just that sometimes that phrasing, like, just can kind of like just snap you out of that, like, self- self self reflection self talk or like how you put it like being a teammate that's really supportive and and kind of pushing that you know let's next play mentality uh, on their teammate who makes a mistake I think that could you know that could be one of the biggest helps in these situations what do you think Jess uh
2: yeah I'm over here smirking a little bit because the the negative self-talk and picking your teammates up um it's I I'm It's funny because I'm, I'm one of those teammates and just one of those personality types that I'm very direct. um, I'm very, I'm very to the point. So in that instance, like the negative self-talk, I would probably be one of those teammates. It's like, Hey, that was a terrible throw, but you know what? The next ball is coming at you and I know you can do it. So get ready. Like so, so kind of trying to make light of the situation in that, like they knew it wasn't their best attempt, but um, trying to still pick them up in the same time and and kind of just lighten
1: lighten, I guess, the environment a little bit. um right. and it's all on the delivery because the way you just said it was, yeah, you know, it was light, like you just said, lighthearted. It was like, yeah, that wasn't your best play, but if you think about how you at least for me, when I would make a mistake, make an error, you know, in my head, I would often yell or talk into my glove, you know, I was not saying it like, that wasn't your best. I was saying that was terrible. That was, that was a terrible throw. That was a bad play. And that is not the delivery that's going to get me past it. That's the the delivery that's going to keep me in it and carry forward and, you know, implode the next play. Yeah.
2: And that, the word you're looking for there is Heather. I mean, Heather, the word you're looking for there, Heather, is snowball. And that's something that we talk to the girls a lot about where one thing goes wrong and then the next and the next and the next. And for those of you out there that are um, movie fanatics, which is not Heather, um, one of my favorite movies is The Replacements. And they talk about quicksand and getting stuck and feeling like you're not going nowhere and just all the bad things start happening
0: yeah, no, and it's it's funny because, as you just said, like the snowball effect, we see it all the time where you're playing well, and all right, one area occurs, and then there's two, and then there's three, and then there's four, and that's a six spot on you. You're like, well, that just kind of happened. And, and especially at a young age, like like the self talk, like I think you said it, um, or the nail on the head, Heather, like it's like kind of like a taught trait. Like maybe some kiddos have it out the gate, but that's definitely something I think, as Eason phrased the billboarding on uh, <laughs> previous podcast, that it's something that you have to work through and kind of learn how to to manage to self to self-manage um and you know self-talk is incredibly powerful um i i just i i i think i probably would have fell in the middle of you too i probably would have been like wow that was absolutely awful being a more joking phrase with myself but i know like externally i would have been like that but internally it would have been like are you effing kidding me right now like Seriously? Like the balls in center field? Like, how did you miss the second how did you miss shorts so badly? Like what's going on? Um so, anyways, positive self-talk, um, affirming statements. What are your thoughts on these? Um, not just like that you got this, but but is that really what you were leaning on um as it pertained to that comment here, Jess? Like the positive self-talk, the affirmations, the the things like that? Cause in the moment it it it's probably pretty difficult.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And like Obviously, the errors are going to be a negative, but taking a negative and using it as a teaching opportunity or a chance to um, pick yourself up as well. So it's like, um, yeah, that wasn't very good. I'm capable more. OK, I'm ready. Like I I was one of those like you could probably hear me talking to myself in the outfield continuously, whether it was um, pre-pitch situations, what I was going to do with the ball, talking to a teammate like I was I was always a better teammate than I, in terms of being positive and picking them up after errors than I was with myself. I was like, I was super hard on myself. Um, You would constantly find me like hitting my glove in the outfield or, or pacing because the outfield's large and there's lots of room and you're out there by yourself with no one very close to you so it's not like a pitcher shortstop situation where they can walk over give you a pat on the butt and say hey I got you like go throw it I I got your back like I'm gonna pick you up here so as an outfielder you're kind of left to your own accords to figure out what you're gonna do next so um hence hence talking to myself but um I think the affirming statements are definitely a huge thing and then um if you can, as a teammate, be that, be that teammate that goes out of their way to pick up a teammate or even as a pitcher. um, I can't tell you how many times as an outfielder, I would bobble a ball or, or boot it or, or even on a dive, let's say I went had outstanding effort and I dove for a ball, but I, I didn't make the catch. I didn't come up with it. Um, having my short stops, my my second baseman, even my pitcher or catcher, be like, hey, Jess, that's a good try. Like, go get it next time, or or hey, I'm proud of you. Like just those, those words coming from teammates that one, they're on the same field, um, they're similar skill levels, everyone's in the game together. So knowing that even when I couldn't pick myself up that I had people around me that had my back, that was kind of just enough to get me out of my own feelings enough to want to go like make a play for them when I knew that like they weren't upset with me. Um, so the play after, if you have teammates that are hanging their head or like visibly frustrated or, or parents even like, Oh, come on. You should have had that or, or coaches. That like, is the you know, absolute
0: That's worst. That's what like, we don't know I, 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 right? I heard it. That no, hold on. No Coaching pet peeve episode three. I'm telling you guys, it's in the works. Well, like this past weekend, like again, we're just just relating it to like what we're doing. Ten year old for me, ten year old kid, ten year old children trying to play softball at a high level. Like they have so much going through their minds. Like parents in the dugout, are you serious? Oh my gosh! Like yeah, like she bobbled at a shortstop and she still almost got the girl out. And yeah, it was a big play that we bobbled, but like, you know what? Like the girl on the other team got the next play and she got her team out of the inning. Like, it's okay. Like, I just, man, well, just, you hit a nerve for me. Like the parents and, and the, even, even just the coaches where coaches sometimes have to be reminded. I don't know if you saw just at our tournament, I think it was at the other field, but literally a coach as we were watching, like they told the umpire had to stop and tell the other coach to calm down. Like stop yelling at your children. So I mean I did not on, see it, yeah, it but it doesn't 14, surprise me. It was, it was on the 14U game behind us on one of the champion or later in the day but it was just like dude are you serious like you're and these aren't younger girls right which I mean I guess 14 is still pretty young but like it was a 14U division and like literally umpire like yo calm down like we're not doing this like it's yeah. just it's so it's insane to me.
2: Yeah here's the deal so as coaches as teammates as players as parents like everyone's there to watch softball enjoy the game and hopefully ultimately cheer for these players encourage them build them up when they're down we cheer Um, for both
0: teams in games we are coaching like
2: yes but like Heather said too Um, And, and both of your daughters, I can say are very similar. They have big hearts. They have big feelings. They feel everything. They know when they have done something wrong, they don't need to be told. No one is going to be harder on themselves than they are. So taking an opportunity to be like, Hey, like that was a good try. It didn't work out. We're going to get the next one or, or finding something good to compliment them on, to distract them from the negative. So let's say, um, Let's say they, they missed a bunt and they, or, and they fouled it back or something in a big opportunity where it's like tying run or moving around like, oh, my gosh, that was a great try. You just missed it. Like, let's get the next one or giving them something constructive as opposed to letting them see you visibly frustrated or adding on to the negativity that's already in their mind. So just kind of redirecting that to something constructive, something positive, something that is going to help them.
1: I think it's super important that teammates, players, take note. Um, you need to be the ones helping your teammates along and giving them those affirming statements, you know, helping them through it. I, I mean, coaches, we, we do it all the time. We try to lift you up. We try to tell you, you know, it was a good job, good try, didn't work out. But it means so much more coming from the girl that's right next to you on that field, living it with you right there that's you're directly impacting
0: yeah it's it, i think it's It's it, like you said it, as much as it means from us like it means like 25 times more than like okay my picture's not mad at me right like i'm good like i didn't let anyone down like we're good and, and truly like a lot of the times heather i think the girls don't care like they're good at picking one another up right it's just yeah. they need to hear the words like i know it sounds silly but they need to have the affirmations as you as we have outlined they need oh, to hear and- the words
1: if you don't want to go and say the words, you know, if, if it's, if you know, if you're at third and and the shortstop made a mistake, you know, run over, give them a little high five, a, a fist bump, whatever it is. Um, you don't necessarily have to, you know, say a long spiel or anything, just anything to let them no, know. Know your I teammates, see
0: right? Yeah.
1: got you. Well, and so I'm going to add two things before I forget. So
2: one in that instance too, like, let's say you have a player that is, that is struggling, whether it's a hitting slump or they had a really big error that impacted the game or something like that as a coach or even as a teammate, another thing that you can do to help is next play or next good thing that they do celebrate the heck out of it. Like go out of your way to make it a big deal so that like, that's their next focus and whatever happened in that last play or last year, like it's over and done with, um, which it is, there's nothing they can do about it. But if you, if you over-celebrate, over whether it's just an effort thing or just something simple, it's a distraction from the negative. And these, these, especially our younger players, like that's, that's what they need is the distraction, the positive. Um, another thing I like to do with, with the younger players, whether it's 6U, 8U, 10U, even 12U, um, I try to encourage them to be like Dory. So most of my players have seen Finding Nemo. Dory's got the short-term memory loss. I'll tell them like, hey, as a coach, you get get three seconds, you get five seconds, whatever you think is applicable for your team and your players' um, maturity level and emotions, whatever it is that you think might be the right fit for them. But I'll say you get say it's five seconds you get five seconds to be pissed angry upset you need to cry go in the corner cry it out but you get five seconds to feel all the big feelings and then get over it like that's it (laughs) you you cut it off you you leave it where it's at and you go on to the next one and that's something that it's very hard for them to do it's hard for us to do as as an adult but in a game of most of the time 65 70 minutes any anything past that is a waste of time and I guarantee you it's always going to work out where if there's an error you guys know this the ball's going to find you
0: it so, will find you
2: <laughs> yes so making sure that you're in the right headspace to be ready for that next play and as teammates and coaches it's our responsibility to help help a struggling teammate out
0: and it's and it's fun right because the emotional players are usually in my instance, from what I've been around, the driving forces or or the ones who feel it harder, right? Like on the goods and the bads. So I do Good. think with the affirming statements, it does go both ways, right? Like a negative comment or a comment said out of frustration. If you're a teammate or a parent, it can really, really negatively influence and impact that player, not just for that moment, but for a long time.
2: Yes, and on that too, it's not it's not not just the negative statements. The the girls are very smart, especially if they've been around you for a long time. I will tell you it absolutely makes my day when I see my my tenure players on the bench just like I can feel them looking at me and just like <laughs> studying me and watching me and it makes me super so uncomfortable because yes. I hate Yes, I hate the attention, but it's like, okay, like I'm like I mean enough to them and I know that they look up to me enough to just sit there and stare at me for whatever reason
0: what but, was the comment said this weekend like how are you doing or something what what exactly was it
2: no it was <laughs> one of my tenure players was sitting on the bench like right next to me like like right next to me and I was watching the game and I could feel her looking at me and she is absolutely one of my favorite kiddos she worked so hard um she's as sweet as they come just always a good kid always a great attitude but she she aims to please she wants to know that I'm not mad at her that she's doing a good job she very much is invested in what I think and she was just I could feel her looking at me and I like turned my head and I said yes and she goes oh coach Jess I like your hair like that was it (laughs) I was like oh thank you
0: just wanted to, uh, to just make sure you knew that you liked their hair, yeah.
2: Yes, but but that goes to say, the girls study you. They know you. It's it's creating that relationship with your players, right? And they know you enough to know, and they are watching you enough to know when you're frustrated, when you're disappointed, when you're upset, when you're mad. So as hard as it is, um, and I will say, sometimes I do not do the best at this, especially in a big situation. I know I am get I can be can like, visibly... Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Or I sometimes like to like not like aggressively kick, but I like to kick the dirt around the sand a little bit, or or clench my fist to try and keep it under wraps as much as possible. But the thing is, whether it's uh, whether it's an action or a movement or pacing, um, it's a it's a difference in expression, facial expressions. Um, hands on your head, obviously throwing stuff—that's never a good idea. But the girls at any age they pick up on these things. So whether you think you're being negative or by just, or you're not by just not saying anything. If you are, if you are moving or behaving in any sort of way that is negative or distracting from how you would normally be in terms of being encouraging or positive, that is the same thing as negative self-talk to these girls, negative, negative words. So just know that body language just is the same, it is billboarding, if you will, thanks to Easton. Um, your your expressions your facial expressions your demeanor that is also like like cl- like clenched and grasped onto by these players so as a coach and as a parent as a making person, sure that we keep those yeah that we're that we're cognizant of those of those things as well
0: i will challenge you jessica um on two things right now number one next time someone's staring at you like that like and you can feel <laughs> them, just like really turn to them and go ah like just scare him or something <laughs> I think it'll be fantastic, and 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 again, in your ladies' defenses if you do you guys do get frustrated, like I've I I all you know jump in for Jess sometimes, and uh you know not a lot frustrates me like in terms of like a game like playing out with the girls, but like if I have to ask them for like the fourth time to like pick up my signs, like I'm just I I can't I I don't know what to do with myself. Like my smile goes from like seventy five to like twenty five because I don't know what to do. So in some of those instances, like it's fun, like. Hey, we're just going to steal and then put them Did, out. I was
2: going to say, Mike, you yeah. tell them what to do. How many oh, times yeah. have I been coaching third and it's like, Hey, I gave you a steal sign. Let's follow directions. <laughs> like, I, li- I
0: literally stole that from you. Um, I, I told Heather this, this morning, I literally looked at one of our players our one of our, our speedy, speedy, speedy girls. And I looked at her and said, you've missed me twice. Get here the next time, please. We are stealing. So the whole team on the <laughs> other side knows like you better get here. And of course they got there like in 25 extra seconds. Cause we're like, oh crap, but it's fun. Like it is fun. But yeah, I mean the, the, the body language thing, I think that often gets overlooked into from the, the coaching side and even the parents side, right? Like, like I still like have had mentioned to players before and, and, you know, we've gotten better about it, I think as a group, but just kind of like, Hey, please don't look back at your parent. Like, we have enough of a relationship where you can look to us, but like when we're looking for parents affirmations as well, like that makes it difficult as well for the player.
1: player. And on the coaches, uh, you know, putting uh, being billboards and emotions and things like that, like things are going to happen. We're going to get frustrated. We're going to get upset, but um, you know, we're talking about the short-term memory. We're talking about having positive self-talk and moving on from it. So it's an opportunity as a coach to, to model, how to do these things. Um, so it, you know, like I said, you're gonna get frustrated. They miss signs, or you know, in a big play, we miss something, or, or um, you know, a big opportunity, and it doesn't go our way. Yes, we're frustrated. We might kick the dirt. We might do something, you know, that shows that we're upset or frustrated. That's okay. But like just said, you know, we get our three seconds, we get our five seconds and we have to move on. If we can model that for these girls, especially the younger ones, that's going to help them figure out and learn how to do it themselves.
0: Do you, do you guys ever in instances and not necessarily the sign things because we've you know gone over that for almost two years now but how do you guys ever think like when you're talking to the to the girls and you know trying to put plays in motion or saying things like do you ever think like um well that's so commonplace for me but maybe they don't understand the verbiage or the vernacular on it like I feel like with me sometimes that happens like I'll just say stuff that's very to me because we've been like we've talked about before watching softball baseball whatever for how long you know what I mean years like a while. Like stuff that seems common practice to us isn't, you know, necessarily as easily retained or stated for them. Do you guys ever feel like that happens to you guys? And if so, like how can you meet them in the middle on that if, you know, an error does happen, maybe because they don't quite understand? Or they don't quite as we've, you know, talked to our pitchers, Jess, but we're missing low, but we're not missing like we're still throwing strikes low. We're not just trying to miss low.
2: Yeah. So so one to answer your question with with my teams and my players specifically two things one I think that we've taught them for long enough now on how to do things and expectations that they do understand and we've also built the relationship that if they don't understand they know to come to me and ask whether it's a miss signal whether it's a situation um we I've kind of built that relationship where it's a it's just opens up a conversation um so oftentimes if it's a miss signal thing or something in a game it's a lack of focus lack of paying attention especially for our younger players um um, now, um, like a mental mistake, like, like a missed bunt or things like that, that's, that's not the same thing to me. Um, it's a, 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 it's asking them to do something that they're just not doing, whether it's adjusting in the box, um, like, like get actually squaring two, but if they completely just aren't doing what they're doing, that's, that's definitely a conversation. And then on going back to coaches getting frustrated visibly frustrating not only is it an opportunity to kind of level back out and model that behavior like we talked about the the quick memory in the five seconds but also when they come in whether it's after the at bat or after the inning it's hey this is what i want you to do there let's remember that next time so it's also a coaching opportunity and an opportunity to put a positive spin on it and then maybe give them that tap on the back and say hey go go get you a good hit or or something that builds their spirits up a little bit um, when it, I have had though in the same instance, um, I put on a, a spring ba- break softball camp, and it was actually focused on softball school and situations and questions and teaching things that their coaches and, um, uh, and their coaches at different levels may not be teaching them or they may not got it to that level yet. So um, I had a we were teaching steals, um, a regular steal, a lead off um, things of of that nature. And one of the players said, Hey, coach Jess, when do I know when to steal or how do I know that I'm supposed to steal? Which to me, I was like, that's, that's such an elementary question, but that gives me insight as to where that player is and what they have or haven't learned yet. So I was like, okay, well right now, your coach is going to give you a sign when they want you to steal. And then as you get a little bit older, that's something that you may read on do on your own, but I think it really just depends on your audience in terms of like what they've been taught and what the expectations are and what level they're at when it comes to basic understanding
1: of those things.
0: Heather, anything else to add on the next play after podcast?
1: Yeah, this is something I stumbled on just recently. And it really resonated with me. Um, So the concept of uh, neutral self-talk, which is, you know, it's in the name, it's neither positive nor negative self-talk. It's just sort of occupying your brain with what's going on right now, so that your brain is occupied and can't entertain the negative thoughts. So, you know, things like the pre-pitch checklist that we've talked about before could fall under this. So like, you know, you make them, you know, a play happens, it doesn't go our way. Um, Immediately you go into, okay, we got to run on first and second. Um, This batter looks speedy. So I should be ready for a bunt. Uh, You know, we got, we got one out, Um, you know, just live, you know, go through that pre-pitch checklist, live in the now, fill your brain with what's going on now. And even like in between pitches when you're not necessarily, um, you know, baseball, softball has a lot of kind of, I don't want to say downtime, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't go as fast as normal or, or like, you know, you get a, somebody wants to dispute a call. And so you got like umpires and and coaches out on the field and it's taken a little while. So instead of, you know, filling your mind during that downtime with negative self self self-talk, you could just be, um, you know, neutral things, making observations about what's uh, what's going on in this field. Oh, that player looks like she probably has some power. When she gets up to bat, I should probably adjust. You know, I need to probably back up. Oh, that player, look at her. She, um, you know, she looks like she probably is a slapper. You know, anything that's just observations, things to occupy your brain to prevent it from going down that negative road and snowballing and tanking and going down that cliff. Um, so that was a that was a. a concept that i stumbled on recently and it was something that i wish that i had a kind of been introduced to years and years ago because i think it would have been a really good strategy for myself
2: man heather you should have just played with me and joined me in the outfield (laughs) i had all kinds of conversations going on that's called just just fluff or chatter
1: yes
2: (laughs) but yes that's just occupying the
0: the positive use
2: of time yeah absolutely
0: all right well I don't really have anything to add on the Next Play After podcast. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add, Heather? I thought that was a great point to wrap it up, I think.
1: Nope, that's it for me.
0: Coach Tanner, anything?
2: Um, nope. I would just say that if you're a coach or a parent, um, let the girls play. Let them figure it out. Let them feel what they're going to feel. And if you have cool. to say anything, make it positive.
0: All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. This was episode 29, the next play after an error on the fundamental fast pitch podcast. As always, we are getting deep now into our social media, uh, platform. So please remember to like subscribe, share across all of them, uh, new and exciting content coming to the website, which is fundamentalfastpage.com. Of course, that will be shared through our Facebook and other outlets as well, but until next time, uh, you guys have a great rest of your day and we will be back in another couple days with another episode.